Welcome back to True Crime Trine. It's a podcast where the planets align. I guess I remember that part now. And three <laughs> friends get together to talk they about- They are currently aligned. True crime. They're always aligned in some way, I guess. Well, they're all in the night sky currently. Well, not all of well, them. Yeah, anyway, it's a podcast where we talk about <laughs> the stars. We get kind of confused about where we are. But we also talk about true crime astrology like i was saying and any other weird bullshit we could fit into this podcast we are your host hannah sarah and meredith welcome to episode 97 Well, I have a tiny bit of housekeeping. Housekeeping. So we will take any feedback that we get, even if it's not for our podcast. Oh, Oh, (laughs) hello, librarian. (laughs) Thank you to the librarian. We appreciate it. And then I'd just like to throw out there, I'm not sure if Canadian Neil listens to this. But I would really appreciate if he or the librarian, who I know listens to us, would give us at least one episode review. I think that would be fun. But maybe not this episode. No. No. (laughs) (laughs) Well, as we said, we do want your feedback, but not this time, though, guys. (laughs) Not this one. Come on. Do I have a prompt to... Yes. Dive bars. Ooh. And ghostly things. (gasps) Okay. Love it. I don't know why. I'm just using all kind of accents. Love that for you. <laughs> Woof. Okay. And I'm drinking a seltzer. Oh, man. Ooh. I have a mule and a real copper mug. I have got a strawberry aid cider. It's very good. All righty. All right. So just so you know, I've spent the last three weeks prepping this episode for you. Yeah, don't worry. <laughs> like, I didn't forget we were recording tonight. <laughs> just kidding. I I wrote this haphazardly while taking phone calls from my mom and making dinner in the last, like, two hours. So. so this podcast already has an Aries influence on it from your mom. Yes, it does. There's some Aries energy that has been infused into the frantic writing of this. Yeah. For our listeners, I'm I'm sure you're wondering, what will this be? Is this going to be true crime? Is this going to be astrology? Is it going to be bullshit? I hope it's bullshit. Yes. Today's winner is bullshit. Yay! Yay! It can also kind of be all of the above. It can. And I just found out that my new favorite holiday happens on July 7th. And I'm not sure if you guys know what this holiday is. Something about cats? Mm. I don't know. It's National Dive Bar Day. Oh. <laughs> July 11th is Slurpee Day. Oh, yeah. 7-Eleven. Mm-hmm. Well, I would actually celebrate 4th of July with some hot dogs, go to Dive Bar Day on 7, what was it, 7? Seven? And then I would definitely get a fucking mm-hmm. Slurpee on 7-Eleven. So maybe I have a yeah. July plan. Heck I yeah. I should make friends. That's, that's going to be for a heck the, of a week. Uh, of, yeah, my bowels are going to love me. They, are, they already <laughs> do. Not. So there are very few things that I can think of that are more fun than a true dive bar. Mm. And I will share with you my dive bar story. This is 
the best of the worst dive bars that I've been to in my entire life. And this was Jacksonville Beach, Florida, circa All right, 2018. All perfect. We're already in Florida. <laughs> I went to spend the weekend with my sister who was there in that area for a work conference. And we were staying at this very nice resort north of Jacksonville Beach. But our cousin lives near Jacksonville Beach. So we ended up spending my sister's birthday with our cousin down like bar hopping and we ended the night at this shit hole dive bar you go in and it is just gross <laughs> like smells it smells it's dingy dirty sticky <laughs> yeah yeah but Ugh. we go up to the bar and we get a spot and the bartender was so nice, but like she's telling us about how like they don't have a food permit anymore, so they don't have food. <laughs> they lost their food permit. That's not a good sign. I would just say we don't have food and leave out the part that we lost the food permit. Their ice machine is broken, so they've got like this tub, like this big oh. trough of tub of ice in the back that's got like all the beer in it because the fridge is also down. So then when they put that in your drink, it's got like fucking E. coli in it. Yeah, I gotta go with oh, the use here. Oh. However, we decided that we were going to drink anyway and partake. So I ordered my drink and it was in a plastic cup. No barware because they probably their broke all of that. Oh, the dishwasher's broken. Their dishwasher was broken. Who manages? I'm this surprised place? their fucking door opened. <laughs> right? I don't even know if we walked through a door or like, <laughs> there's just a hole in the wall. There. I don't know. Was this someone's house? No, it was on on like the main strip there. Let's just say it was a lot of booze and a little bit of soda, and I wasn't mad about it. Well, yeah, they better give you a good pour at this point. It was a super good pour, and we spent, I don't know, a couple hours there. They had a good jukebox situation going on, so that was fun. The bathroom was horrifying, <laughs> but when you got to go, you got to go. So Being a little yeah. drunk also makes you don't see the horrifyingness as much. I always feel weird like there's going to be a camera hidden somewhere in places like that. Oh, there probably was. all been filmed peeing somewhere, actually. That's the only way they stay open, is they sell mm. that on the side. Mm. <laughs> Uh, that Wonder Bar has cameras. <laughs> oh, God. Their bathroom always smells like someone has taken a massive shit. Someone has always taken a massive shit in there. It's it's, it's our divious bar in Davis. I just, you just walk in, you're like, nope. Mm. I'm going to hold my breath to the extent <laughs> Feels of this like home. <laughs> and then there's a patio in the back that Sarah hates where everyone smokes. It just, it's, yeah, I love, it's awful. I love this place. <laughs> I think I would like it. I think it. you would too, Meredith. <laughs> I will come down and we will go to the dive Bert, bar. Uh, I mean, I don't mind going Sarah to the dive bar. I just like really to be don't the inside like inside of it. The regular, I don't the bar part. I don't like the outside part with the smoking and the yeah. Well, that's the best part. <laughs> but I did look up to see if this bar was still open or I could find the name. And you no? know, we've had a pandemic <laughs> since we've been no. there, so it doesn't look like it. But I don't even know if it would have lasted to the pandemic. I don't know about this one. Oh boy. It was, I think, pretty much on its last leg, but I have the fondest memories. You like closed of them the out. Shithole. Oh, God. Like, okay, it just get rid of our alcohol. <laughs> I love a good shithole. I think my favorite dive bar experience was with you, Sarah, and it, was, it wasn't actually a dive bar. It was that just that bar in San Francisco where I demanded they put Jeopardy on and give me the remote so I could figure out what the volume on. That was a dive bar. 
They had darts and pool. It tables. was pretty diving. The bathroom was a little gross. <laughs> yeah, that was a dive bar. Okay. Hannah. I know we were oh! drunk by then, but like. I've been in worse bars, but okay. Oh, for sure. A dive bar in like the countryside is way divier than like a dive bar in San Francisco. Have you ever been to that dive bar that's just out on the county road? <laughs> What? There's a, there's one that's on a county road just north of Davis. Oh, I've seen west that. Of Davis. No, I haven't been there. Oh, I'm thinking of Grumpy's Pub over by Falmouth in Woods Hole area. Oh no, and Grumpy's is like Grumpy's is pretty divey. Grumpy's is the dive. Okay, I have like a very it's hilarious <laughs> like high high or low standards. I'm like the bar at San Francisco. We were drunk. It wasn't as nice as the place where we got bespoke cocktails, but it was. <laughs> No, but it didn't smell like three-day-old beer in there. It didn't smell like the carpet had been uh, not cleaned in two decades. No. Like, it actually it felt clean, but yeah. it was, like, still pretty divey. It was, it, it was divey. The stools didn't match. <laughs> the bartender was grumpy. I love that bartender. <laughs> he, like, <laughs> didn't he take the batteries out of the remote when you asked for it? No, he gave me the remote finally. Oh, okay. And he poured me, I think I told him to surprise me on two drinks that were, yeah, I think yeah. he was hitting on you. I think a little bit too, because he also gave me that playing card. <laughs> that was a fun night. That, that was so random. Yeah, what was the playing card about? It was the Joker. And son, Did if we have had his number and on? son bartender at the kind of dive, not so dive bar, I would have totally gone home with you that night if Sarah wasn't taking me to a different city <laughs> that night. Yeah. <laughs> so Just be like, here's your here's your reading. It's a Joker. <laughs> it was like makes sense. <laughs> your card reading. <laughs> All right. Bars. So it's oh, a divey tarot I card. I love reading. it. <laughs> oh my god, a dive tarot bar. Whoa, that would be great. Then we'd have someone in the corner reading a fucking palms and shit. Oh, this is a great idea. That would be fun. So I love a good or bad dive bar, however you want to put it. Wait, listener question: What is your definition of a dive bar? Yes, because I don't but. think we're all on the same page. <laughs> it probably does change for everyone. Yeah. Depending on how trashy your little heart is. Mm, I love how trashy. I love trash. <laughs> what do they have on the top shelf at your dive bar? Okay. Do they even they have should not shelves? have a top shelf. I feel like every bar has a top oh, shelf. Oh yeah. Whether or not they top out it like It's a little dusty up there. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Something that's like questionable. Like here's some ab- absinthe that my great aunt made. Actually that wouldn't be the <laughs> shit, honestly. She probably made it right. But, like, you have no idea. Could also be poison. The FDA did not approve There this. could be methadol in it. Oh. You could go blind. <laughs> you will go blind. Which is the sad, scary part about gambling on unknown liquors. Don't do it. Very true. Well, it sounds like we all love a good dive bar. <laughs> yes. But we also love... A good... Mirror Ghost? Yes. Haunted shit. Oh, and okay. Mirror deer. Did I say that right? Mirror <laughs> So what I have for you all tonight is some haunted dive bars. Oh my god. Oh my god. That I want to visit these. I am already thinking of a road trip. (laughs) This might be a little hard for a road trip, but we could definitely hit these up when we're in the area of them. Okay. Before we get started, though, did you two ever play the murder at the dive bar game that I sent you? No. No, we haven't. Oh, want want. I know. Jesus. I know. I'm going to say, Meredith, just to make you feel a little bit bad about that, you gave me that game, and we were going to play it when my friend Deanna came down to visit, and I got broken mm-hmm. up with, like, 
two days before she came to visit, so I wasn't feeling up to playing a game, and I kind of forgot about it. Okay. It has a little bit of, it has a little bit of some bad juju on it in my mind, but. Oh, let's play it anyway. I mean, let's play it anyway. It has good juju on it. Yeah. Maybe, that, maybe it will help. It will be fun. My family played it, and we sent it with love down to you guys for Christmas. Yeah. I'll put a crystal on it, but I will also believe that it's full of good intentions. What crystal are you going to put on it? I mean, maybe just some selenite, just pure up cleansing. Okay. Stick it out in the moonlight for a while. Yeah, full yeah. moon, I think. Maybe it's next week. So, cursed up. I mean, first step. <laughs> cursed up. Cat. <laughs> I know. I got to get my dad jokes in when I can. We are going to start out in Washington, of course. Yay! Nice. Up in Washington, in Snohomish. Ooh. There is a place called the Oxford Saloon. It is located at 913 First Street with a population of 10,000, a little over 10,000. Snohomish does qualify as a small town, and we all know that I (laughs) love small towns. This quaint little gem has a lot of history, plus it was home to my great-grandparents on my dad's side. If you take a walk downtown, you will see a variety of antique shops and art galleries, and you will also come across the Oxford Saloon. It is a great place to stop and have a drink. This historic saloon was built in 1900. Whoa. Some places say about 1890. It was built by Arthur M. Blackman, and it was first known as Blackman's Dry Goods Store. Dry goods. Mm Mm-hmm. It turned to a wet goods store. It did. (laughs) Around 1910, it was transformed into a saloon and has pretty much stayed that way ever since. So we could start off with some Chipotle whiskey wings and the beverage of our choice as we wait for our ghostly encounters. Chipotle whiskey wings? Mm -hmm. Doesn't that sound good? good? I'm really hungry right now. Yes, this is going to be great. (laughs) Oh no. So while we're there, we may encounter one of the following ghosts. The first up is a policeman named Henry. (laughs) Rumor has it that Henry was a regular at the Oxford, and he may have supplemented his income a little bit by being a part-time bouncer for the saloon. (laughs) Okay. Sadly, Henry was stabbed to death while trying to break up a brawl. Oh, wow. What year was this? It didn't say. I would guess it was in the early 1900s, though. Okay. It does seem that Henry liked the Oxford so much that he stuck around for, like, over 100 years. There wow. are worse places to haunt. <laughs> oh, man. And if you love eavesdropping and you're a ghost, a mm, dive bar is great. Well, Henry has been known to frequent the ladies' restroom. Henry. Oh, no. <laughs> right? Henry was a pervert. Yes. And he's also been known to kind of hang out by the stairs that go down to the basement. But be careful of your derriere, ladies, as Henry has been known to pinch your behind. Henry! Henry! Knock it off! How could you? But when you turn around, he dissipates very quickly. Ugh. Probably has like the creepiest grin on his face. Probably. <laughs> There's also an older woman in a purple dress and... Her name is either Kathleen or Catherine. We'll call her Miss K. Okay. So years ago, she rented the second floor of the business in order to run a brothel. brothel. Yes. What else do you put on the second floor? Ding, she ding, had a purple ding. dress on, whore. <laughs> 
And then there's the ghost of a young woman named Amelia. And it was rumored that Amelia was one of Soiled Dove's working girls. Yep. And rumor has it that Amelia's body was found in an upstairs closet way back oh, God. in the day. Oh. Then there's also a mysterious man in a bowler hat. <laughs> I feel like a bowler hat is a always bowler hat like, just. <laughs> That's just such an odd choice. It's like, it must have <laughs> been caused ladies to swoon back in the day, but it's a silly hat. <laughs> mm-hmm. It is, for sure. So those are a few of the ghosts that you might encounter. And we'll say that quite a few paranormal investigators have spent some quality time at the Oxford, and they've captured several EVP recordings. Ooh. Some of the eerier ones are children's voices laughing. Nah. Children's voices crying. Mm. Which is worse? I don't know. I don't know, to be honest. I feel like crying. Disembodied like if laughing. They're that, if they're that traumatic. Well, because laughing, they were just, it could they be died demonic. young and they were having. Okay, it, it depends on the, it depends on the <laughs> kind of laughing. Okay, we, the tone of mm-hmm. laughing. <laughs> yeah, if it's just like two ghost kids having fun and like playing hide and seek in the hallway versus like following you and giggling quietly yes that's more what i was thinking okay (laughs) gotcha i was not thinking that (laughs) they've also captured a strong male voice saying quote i am the one followed by you'll die oh well they seemed nice enough before they started talking and of course there are a variety of strange shadow like people and orbs Gotta love orbs. orbs. Henry doesn't just like yell out, I'm an ass man or something. We don't have anything fun. No, nothing <laughs> we fun. We have death. Okay. Yeah. Maybe yeah. we should stop doing EVPs. They're creepy. They are really fucking creepy. So up next, we are going to head to Milwaukee, Wisconsin, home of Dahmer and Shaker's Cigar Bar. All right. Wait, did Dahmer go to Shaker's Cigar Bar? He had been known to frequent there. Oh, God. Did I say does or did? Had. Had? Had been known. Had been known. <laughs> okay. I was like... No, he's not He's not ghosting it up over there. So Shaker's embraces its haunted history in a neon, flashy sort of way. There oh are neon ghost decorations on the roof and in one of the windows upstairs. And then they've got these gorgeous, like, purple and orange lights that are lighting the outside of the building. Ooh, like spooky Halloween kind of colors. Exactly. I love that. They really, like, embrace their heritage They leaned in. Mm -hmm, For sure. It is located in Milwaukee's historic Third Ward. The building was built in 1894 for Schultz Brewing, but sadly for the brewing company, Prohibition hit in 1920. Bad timing. Ouch. No need to worry, though, as three brothers took ownership of the building at 422 South 2nd Street in 1922. Al, Frank, and Ralph were fairly well known in the area. Do you guys have any guesses on what their last name is or what their profession might be? Frank and Ralph. Shit. I don't. In Milwaukee? Mm Mm-hmm. Capone. Yes! Ding, ding, ding! (laughs) Oh, nicely done! Yes! (laughs) Winner, winner, chicken dinner. Yes, it was the Capone brothers. That's awesome. I know it was a Ralph Capone. (laughs) Ralph Capone. (laughs) The lesser known. He's definitely the lesser known. I love that it rhymes. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) They decided, of course, to open up a speakeasy. 
Oh, hell yeah. Mm -hmm. And then on the second floor, a brothel. Yay. Yeah. Because evidently that's what you do with the second floor of anything. Gotta put something up there. You can't put a library or something. No, no. <laughs> like I said, Shakers really embraces its historic and paranormal atmosphere. So they do offer tours and mm. and paranormal experiences and things like that at a cost. And we'll talk about one of those in a little bit. But if you take one of the tours, one of the creepiest spots in the whole establishment is the basement. Ooh. Already creepy. It's a basement. Orbs. Orbs of the wazoo. Yeah. Down there, you're going to find a deep, dark well. Oh, God. That seems to have no end. And there's Why? Like a grate that's over this well. I'm guessing that there's more than a few bodies down there. I would suspect. But those probably aren't the only bodies, and we'll get to that in a second. Additionally, there's a spot on the basement floor where the owner has placed two plastic skeletons that are kind of huddled <laughs> together. Oh. <laughs> Seems weird, right? Yeah. Well, the owner decided that he should mark the actual locations of real skeletons that are buried deep in the concrete. Oh my god. Great. He's like, don't forget these are here. Right? They're being remembered? The remains were located with ground-penetrating radar. However, due to the depth and the assumed age of the remains... I don't even know what they are, who they are. Milwaukee PD declined to dig them up, so there they stay. Huh. Not a cool so case we're aware of. It is a graveyard as well as a bar. Uh-huh. Also down in this dank horde place, you will find an old storage area. This storage area is said to give visitors instant chills and overall bad vibes. The door has been known to shake and the lock has been outward as if someone had been trying to escape from it. Oh, yep. Yeah. Pass, pass. In 2001, during some remodeling upstairs... I don't think I would touch this this building. A mass of charred bones was ah, found. In the walls? Mm-hmm. Ah! Is this from, like, because of the Capone brothers, or is this, like, even before they took over it, or... I'm sorry, I've, I've lost track of the timeline. No, there's not really a timeline here. The remains were estimated to be about 70 years old, so, I mean, it could have been around the Capone brothers era, but... Mm. It could have been a little, I mean, they're just estimating. It could have been, you know, I a little see. bit before, maybe a little bit after. But the medical examiner was able to determine that half of the bones were animal, but the other half were that of a 20-something female. Woof. Uh, mm -hmm. Maybe one that worked in the brothel. Well, most believe that these remains are of a young woman named Molly Brennan who was working at the brothel, and it was rumored that Molly was murdered, dismembered, and then burned in the fireplace in the penthouse. Jesus. Jeez. What are the animal bones? I don't know. Okay. I don't know. No explanation. No wonder Dahmer likes it. It gave off good vibes I, to, to him. him. He yeah. felt great in the like storage like, this, area. This, this is my kind of place. I feel <laughs> warm inside for once. <laughs> you can actually rent the penthouse nope. for an overnight stay if you're brave enough. I'm not. There are people who are like want to do that. I'm like, I don't know. Uh -uh. Right? No, I don't want to risk it. I don't really believe in ghosts, but man, it's a little bit like how I used to pray as a child. I don't didn't really believe in God, but just in case. <laughs> Well, the owner says only about 10% of the guests who book the penthouse for the night actually stay the whole night. Ooh, 
that's a a good sign of real right? hauntings. Another reason why I wouldn't, because I like to sleep. Well, and it's also why it's $350 a person. Ugh. Jesus. To stay the night. So you can't even like, you can't even be like, okay, 10 of our friends will be safe together and nope. we're going to split per it Per person. No, this, nope. God. this uh, guy knows what he's doing with these uh, prices. Yes. And you can add on for an extra $100 a person, a dinner, death, and tour. Dinner, a dinner, what? Death and tour? De- death? That's what it said. You get to kill your Only $100 more. I think the comma might have been like put in the wrong spot in their advertisement, but that's what it said. Hmm. So I will not be staying the night, but some of our listeners may be interested. So you can cough up $350 to $450 a night and try to enjoy yourselves. Just fucking try. Right? Pass. Another haunted spot is the ladies' room, interestingly enough. The ladies did not seem like they were having a great time. No hiney pinchers in here, though. This bathroom is occupied by the spirit of an eight-year-old girl named Elizabeth. (gasps) I think I'd rather get my ass pinched. (laughs) Elizabeth is said to be a sweet and playful spirit. If you take a tinkle break in the restroom, you may hear Elizabeth's footsteps across the room and you may hear her giggling. (laughs) Elizabeth, get the fuck out of here. Just because you don't have to pee anymore. (laughs) (laughs) She also likes to rearrange things on the counter by the sinks. Mm, Nice. And the history of Elizabeth was that she was a young girl who, before the building was built, she had climbed a tree in the area and fell and broke her neck. And died. Oh, very God. Sad. But she was buried at a nearby cemetery, which is very close to the location of this establishment. Ooh. And so it said she haunts the bar now. So other fun stuff you might experience at this very spooky fucked up place is disembodied voices. Okay. Bumps, thumps, and sounds of a woman walking around in heels. So the oh, clackety, clackety. Clack, clack, clack. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. However, some of the less fun experiences are weird hallucinations and Holy eerie shit. shadow people. I don't like. I don't like hallucinating. Uh, does he not like on my own free will? Slip a little LSD into his hundred dollar plus package. Maybe <laughs> just so like you like go home when you're like oh you're like oh yeah. this was actually haunted. I saw things. <laughs> Spread the word, get more money, yeah. It does kind of sound like an acid trip, for sure. Yeah. That's what the dinner Creepy is. Creepy f- shadow people? Shrooms. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and a lovely mushroom risotto. <laughs> and mushroom toast and mushroom ravioli. And just to make sure you get the fucking mushrooms in your system. Yeah. I mean, I don't know how many blue ringers they had to pick to make your dinner. Yeah. Don't worry about the weird gray tinge. That's just a mushroom. And also, you might experience doorknobs that turn on their own. Ugh. A piano that plays by itself. I kind of like that one, to be honest. The doorknobs turning on their own, though, no. in the middle of the night, that would be not okay. Or in the bathroom. Yes, Ooh. very true. And shit has been known to just randomly fly off shelves, so. Oh. It sounds like a horrifying place but when you look at the outside of the building where they have it all done up it actually looks really fun (laughs) yeah it sounds fun i would go not stay the night though no uh -uh. no no no. all right so finally we are headed to memphis tennessee to a little place called ernestine and hazel's at 351 south main street memphis could just be fun to visit for its own sake i think i think so as well 
This particular building housed many different businesses. Originally, it was intended to be a church, and then in the 1930s, it was a dry goods store, and then a pharmacy that was owned by a man named Abe Plow. Wow! Abe was a really smart dude, and I could talk for a year about Abe, but I'm not going to. Sorry, he eventually Abe. became a multimillionaire as the owner of Copper Tone Suntan Lotions. What? <laughs> Wow. Babe, thank you. To be honest. Wait, what year? In the 30s. Huh. Yeah. That's cool. As his wealth grew, he gave the building to his two cousins, Ernestine Mitchell and Hazel Jones. Aw. Right around the 1950s, so they could open up a beauty salon. So Ernestine and Hazel were really smart gals, and they decided that to get the most out of the building, they would put their beauty salon upstairs and then turn the downstairs area into a cafe. Something that's not a brothel on the second floor, finally. Yeah. But it's a <laughs> lunch and a haircut. Right. But also, in this area, there was a lot, and Ernestine was married to a guy who went by Sunbeam. <laughs> what? Okay. He was in the music industry, and so he opened up, like, a music spot down the road, and there was a lot of blues and jazz. like a and... hippie in the 50s. Sunbeam? Sunbeam. <laughs> he probably was. I don't know. But there were a lot of really big, accomplished musicians that frequented this cafe after their late night gigs. So we've got Ray Charles, B.B. Oh, King, oh, wow. Tina Turner, Aretha Franklin. Wow. So like you've got some like big, big musicians coming in to huh. get their late night Fuck snacks. Yeah. Nice. Eventually, though, the building would become a brothel. <laughs> no. God damn it. <laughs> So the cafe kind of stayed the same and kind of like turned into a, a more of a bar type thing than just a cafe. And then the second floor, yes, was a brothel for a short period of time. <laughs> oh my God. I honestly don't really think about brothels in the 50s. Right? Wow. Yeah. But I mean, I guess there are brothels now, so why not? Are there really? There have to be. I'm talking. Yeah. I guess I think of it more like sex workers bit. go to someone's house or hotel or whatever. Well, there's Perump. That. Yeah, I don't know. I'm not an expert in this area, but I always just think of a saloon girl when we talk about brothels. Yeah. So when I was writing this, I didn't notice the coincidence of the second story brothel <laughs> until I got to this portion because I was like, wait, all fucking three of them had a second story brothel. Anyways. Most of the paranormal activity that happens, happens on the second oh, floor. Yeah, a brothel's not really a great place, to be honest. Happy people don't go there. No. So you may experience disembodied voices, faint whispers, and apparitions. Oh. Russell George was the bar's former owner, and it was called something else when he owned it. But he died by suicide in the upstairs office. Oh, great. Another ghost. <laughs> it said that Russell's presence can still be felt in that office. Mm. There's also a piano that plays itself. See, I like that a lot. I don't know why. I'm just imagining going, do 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 whatever that Western <laughs> song is that I can hear in my mind but can't make with my mouth. <laughs> but my 
favorite part of this story and, and probably the main reason why I picked this place was that its jukebox downstairs is known to turn on by itself and play songs that are somewhat relevant to the ongoing conversation. Oh, that's Oh, that's cool. cool. Yeah, I like that. There's your tarot reading, right? <laughs> it's like, oh, I think you might appreciate these lyrics right <laughs> now. I'm feeling this vibe, the Joker vibe. And in 2006, some of the employees were talking about the death of James Brown, and the jukebox chimed in <laughs> with I feel good. Oh my <laughs> god, that, that's actually really kind of sweet. It's like that's the way you can connect with the other side. It's yeah, not a jukebox. I would be okay with yeah, that you know as what? long as it was like good feeling stuff. Oh. Yeah, they're like we don't put sad songs on this jukebox. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we'd... you don't have a choice but to hear anything. <laughs> There's no death worry. metal on this box. <laughs> god. <laughs> So while you may come to Ernestine and Hazel's for a paranormal experience, most of the people come for the Soul Burger. What's that a Soul Burger? Good already. Wait, there's a lot of sun stuff with this. Like, what was the oh, the soul. guy's name was Sunbeam, but this is Sunbeam Soul Burger. But also, it was previously owned by the guy who did Coppertown. Did Coppertown? Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. So like, <laughs> there's a lot of. <laughs> Not a son. So a soul burger is, according to them, the best burger in the world, which I would love to try. Gotta try I it. I love a good burger. Put it to the test. Yep. But it is a simple burger. So it is a bun, patties, onions, cheese, pickles, and soul sauce, which soul they do sauce. not disclose. Straight MSG. MSG does the job, man. Yeah. It it gets those little brain receptor things that MSG. say, this is delicious. You need more of it. I bet it's good. And the pictures of it looked really fucking good. So yeah. <clears throat> like I said, it took me about two hours to write this script. So that is what I have for you this week. <laughs> All right. At some point, I will decide to get my ducks in a row, and I don't know. This week, I picked myself over pretty much anything else and just went to bed, like, on time. So okay. You know what? So, That's good. But I still felt like this was fun. Yeah. Yes. Also, Now delicious. I'm really hungry. Yeah. <laughs> right? I'm really hungry. I feel like- I want a burger real yeah. bad. So I do have a little bit of astrology for the upcoming week. This episode is going to air on, hopefully, it should. It's fairly short. <laughs> yeah. It's also my mom's birthday this weekend. Oh. So we'll, we'll Aries. see. Very Aries. So this episode will air Monday, April 3rd. And on Tuesday, April 4th, Mars and Aquarius will be conjunct with Saturn and Aquarius. And conjunct just means the same damn sign. And this is not a good conjunct. This is no. a very frustrating aspect. I don't think either the Mars or Saturn don't particularly mesh with uh, Aquarius that much. Mars is more aggressive and Saturn's more rigid and scheduled. And Aquarius is not those things. Yeah. So this is going to create some major obstacles between us and our social plans, essentially. No. <laughs> but it's a Tuesday. So it's okay. I, I never mean, have plans on a Tuesday. No going up on this. Tuesday. Right? And Wednesday, April 5th, Venus enters Pisces. So the Beep. planet of love. I actually yes. was going to ask if Pisces was in something particular because I actually have been having very vivid dreams this last week and I Ooh, never, I never have 
dreams and now Ooh. it just keeps happening all the time wow so pisces in in venus is gonna make them spicy dreams Ooh, these are gonna be <laughs> super spicy for the next four weeks as we enter the very dreamy and often very sexual sign of pisces one of my dreams was lucky um, kirk i guess watching my <laughs> grandmother die <laughs> Oh, no, no. She's She's been dead for like 20 years, but like, and it wasn't there when she died, but I did the whole, and I was like, oh, That's so terrible. if I could have a spicy dream, I would prefer it. These are going to be more spicy dreams. So get ready for that. Okay. <laughs> for four weeks, you're going to have some spicy dreams. That's, yeah. Jesus. <sighs> and then on Friday, April 7th, Mercury in Aries will be sextile with Saturn in Aquarius. And this is a very innovative aspect. Mm. It is going to bring really good, honest communication and pretty good judgment, too. So it's going to be a really great day to negotiate things in your life and also... Maybe brainstorm? Brainstorm. Yeah, it's just going to be pretty productive. So keep that in mind. And then Saturday, April 8th, Mercury in Aries is going to be sextile with Mars in Aquarius. And this is an aspect that's going to kind of piggyback off Friday's energy. So this is also a very innovative aspect, but it's a very rapid pace. Mm-hmm. And so during this time, a lot of work can get done in a very, very short amount of time. So you're going to be fucking good, highly motivated. <laughs> so Friday, you brainstorm, you have good yeah. judgment. So you you pick the best idea and you yes. fucking just nail it out. Yeah. All right. Yeah. So it's going to be a pretty, pretty great week. Yeah, this Tuesday is all, this is all fucking fine. sucks. I mean, Tuesday just stay Tuesday home. Tuesday just Tuesday. So. I mean, it's a Tuesday. Yeah. Meh. Who the fuck goes out on Tuesdays? I don't know. Not me. I don't I'm either. I'm old as fuck. <laughs> okay, listeners, what is your favorite dive bar or Ooh. your definition of a dive bar? Oh, yeah. Did you pick up on the theme of the second story brothel? Have you ever been to a second story brothel? Let us know. We would like to know. Just make sure if it's about the brothel, you got Hannah in the subject line. And if it has Hannah, any story brothel is fine with me. Yes. But we are on Twitter at True Trine, on Instagram at True Crime Trine, Facebook TCT Podcast. You can email us directly, truecrimetrine at gmail.com. And then check out our website, www.truecrimetrine.com. Bye! Woo! Bye! Music for our podcast was handcrafted by the talented and creative minds of Mike Warren and Pete Ortega. Our artwork was imagined and skillfully designed by the lovely Sarah Guest. As for production, well, they call me post-production. Show notes are available upon request. Just email truecrimetrine at gmail.com. Join us again next week for another tantalizing episode.